This is the Hot Metal Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Martin Sully, founder of Snapper Studio, a brand strategy and visual design studio in the heart of Newcastle, Australia. And I'm on a mission to help you gain clarity in your brand and confidence in what you're selling. From thoughtful, empowering brand strategies to defining powerful visual stories, I'll arm you with bite-sized branding tools to help you grow your brand and leave your own unique mark. Welcome back to the second part of our Target Market podcast. Last week, we focused on the art of repelling your customers, and this was standing for something, getting to know your ideal customer, and then setting them expectations from what they can expect. This week's a little bit different, so we're going to be looking at how to attract your dream customers. Now, one thing we learned from some of the uh, the biggest brands that just get this really, really right is to be absolutely laser-focused when it comes to looking at who your customer is and understanding their needs. Why do I want you to be laser-focused? Well, a laser focus is a faster, simpler way to sales. Having a broad spectrum, so you're targeting lots of people, makes it really hard because people have lots of different things that they love and makes it very diff- difficult. So targeting a big uh, demographic is going to cost you a lot more money than it would be to focus on a little niche area. When you find your niche and you dive into what they want deep down, uh, it's going to be a lot easier to work out what they want to come away with and how they want to feel afterwards. It's going to make it a lot simpler to talk to them like a real person and start building relationships with people. Now, an example of this is a new offline networking event I've put together called Chatterbox. It's about giving people access to a chance to catch up with people that are in a similar position to you. So I work from home and there's lots of other people that work from home on their businesses and This was an opportunity for me to get out of my comfort zone and meet more people, but also, yeah, share that experience with other people. And there was, from multiple conversations I had with people, it was just something that people were really keen on. So deep down, people want connection. They want to end that isolation. So that's what they want to come away with, how they want to feel afterwards. They want to feel like they can reach out to other people and understand that's okay to feel that way. So if you're in Newcastle, Australia, you should come along and check it out. It's free. You just have to grab a coffee or a piece of cake. We dot them around different venues around Newcastle and and the Hunter Valley. So I will put a link to that at the end of the show notes. Okay, back to it. So Seth Godin has a really great quote that kind of sums everything up for me. Reach is almost always the wrong path. Being known by lots of people isn't really the goal. What you're really seeking is to be trusted, to be heard, to be talked about and to matter. And if we look at any brand that succeeded, that is what they have done. In summary, yeah, 
If you speak to everyone, you actually speak to no one. So outlining a crystal clear target market is critical in the same way that recognizing who isn't your target market is critical. So I guess we have to kind of move on to finding out who is your brand someone, who is that, you know, person that you are speaking to. And there's a simple way to look at it. I touched on it a little bit last week, but I think we're going to dive in a little bit deeper this week. Let's look at a brand's persona or buyer personas for your um, for a specific sector. And this is a good way to illustrate it. We've got a young two and a half year old and naturally we care about what she eats. We want the best for her so that she can thrive. That thinking leads more to looking at organic baby food brands than it does not looking at them. So to outline possibilities for parents and possible personas for parents, because parents is very broad, you can have a couple of parents who love the idea of it, but they can't afford it. So they, they want to see promotions about it. They want to see, they might flit and, you know, come back and then go off and then they may sometimes make their own food for their baby. Alternatively, there'll be the parents that can afford it and don't have the time to do cooking. They will love it and preach about it once they become your you know, dream customers that are simple, that are always, you know, just regularly making purchases. Or they could be a single parent. It's obviously not always couples. And they will have a completely different set of needs and wants that will affect your buyer personas. So you need to think about generalizing the the personas to start with become before really laser narrow, you know, lasering your focus down further. Your customers might be, uh, they may believe in clean eating and are in a financial position to buy the premium option. They may have high expectations of themselves and might consider making all their food or the baby's food in reality, they may find it really challenging to do that every week. Uh, they also may be looking for a solution that is fresh, organic, transparent, relatable, and convenient to their lives. They may be, yeah, modern-minded, and um, they may be uh, the generation who quickly Googles everything. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm just speaking about myself. But they, they might also be regular Amazon shoppers who love the convenience of just having it come straight to the door. They might like to travel in between working hard and tend to make purchases from, you know, from different, different companies. They may crave a seamless um, customer experience, customer journey. They may just, yeah, from, you know, they might want to see quick, simple, start to finish, you know, go on, they can buy it, plug in a little code, you know, they get their bits and pieces, their 
previous orders are all ready for them to go and they can just literally just hit go and a series of things comes to their door. It just makes it really easy. So there's, there's you know, uh, bits and pieces, like generalised ideas before you can kind of really start to narrow down things. And when I run a branding workshop, uh, I actually look at, yeah, putting together three to four uh, particular personas for that product or service. I'm going to actually dive into some of my bits and pieces that I've worked in in the past to give you a bit of an idea of, you know, a, a good demographic or, a, you know, a good psychographic that, yeah, can has broken down all those little questions that we have so like where do they live what are their values what do they like and dislike you can also build customer personas that are closely aligned to customers you're already working with or customers that are perfect for your business i'm going to read out a persona from a workshop that i did but just pay really close attention to how real they seem as I bring them to life. This is a mock persona for a company or a brand that I would love to work with in the future. This is Brian, the explorer. Brian's 28 and has an older brother-in-law, John. John loves the finer things in life and introduced Brian to the world of craft beer. Being the adventurer that he is, or being the explorer that he is, Brian loves discovering different flavors different new things. Every time his favourite breweries drop another release, he gets a rush of blood and rushes straight to the bottle shop to buy the beer. While he's there, he picks up five other craft beers. Brian isn't motivated by the alcohol content, but the flavour exploration leads him to drink some pretty radical concoctions. But he doesn't care as it's something to chat about with friends so with people in the similar com communities he gets online and chats to them about you know different different his different beers and meanwhile his girlfriend can't understand why it takes him 30 minutes in the bottle shop to pick up six beers he reads the can label of every beer he picks up and is drawn to different can designs and will most likely put the empty on a shelf like a badge of honor he has built up trust in four or five standout breweries that he knows will always give him a good beer no matter how odd he wonders though if becoming a head brewer would be a bit of fun but is concerned he would drink too much his favorite instagram accounts are range brewing and mountain culture and he watches how to brew tutorials on YouTube. So there you go. That's one distinctive persona. Now, obviously, we could go way further and we could also do a persona for the girlfriend as well. Um, you know, in that, you know, she wants to go in and buy him something for his birthday, but doesn't know which direction to go. So needs help. So there's there's so many little ways we can start breaking down what the customer's personas are. Now, hopefully by looking at the brand's persona and the customer's personas, we can start to build a bigger picture of 
what the uh, brand's aesthetics can look like and how it can be influenced by different factors. How many things can we glean from the Instagram accounts that this person follows? All these little things build a build a possibilities and build information that we can use to pick out brand aesthetics, colors, fonts, logos, you know, things that they can align with. And we also give ourselves space to dive into how they're feeling. Now, I'm just going to run you through a few little questions that are going to start making you think about one persona. Now, you can apply this to a few. Okay, what does the person need? What would make their lives better? What's their biggest challenge? What are the defining characteristics of their personality? Now, there's a lot of stuff in there. What do they desire in customer service? What do they value most in life? That's a big one. That's a big juicy one. What's their age? What's their stage of life? What's their life stage? What's their gender? Uh, what does the family unit look like? What's their job title and industry? There's a lot of questions you can ask yourself about your customers. Where do they live? What do they value? Um, but we're not going to have time to go over all of them. But you can you can get the gist uh, of what we're trying to achieve by diving deeper into our customers. Now, all of that leads to finding out a little bit more about how to laser focus your messaging to relate to your people without sounding like a robot. The last thing I want you to do is to have a think about real world issues that may be affecting your customers. How are they currently feeling? Obviously, in the last two years, we've had the pandemic. Are your psychographics that you're kind of picking out, are they are they relevant still or do you need to adjust them? That is it for today's episode. We looked at how to attract and define your target market by looking at personas. If you want to know a little bit more information, feel free to reach out and connect up and start making you think about you know, building out your own characters. See you on the next episode.